As an educator, you want what's best for your students. You want them to succeed academically and emotionally. But how do you do it? For some reason in education, we get real pushback when we try to think differently. We to make everything work, and we have to understand there's going to have to be some sacrifice. So we adjust time based on student learning. And when you have that all day long in your schedule, you know, you're going to be excited to get up in the morning. From creative instructional practices to school models and ideas big and small, Reimagining Time is a podcast that will tell the stories of real educators like you and how they've used their imagination to transform their schools and enrich students' lives. Because it's so much more than going back for academic supports. It's not. It's going back for whatever you need, you know, and that allows for a student to get through those tough periods when they know they have that time of day. In the next two episodes, we'll hear from Florida Assistant Principal John Weaver and learn how his school created a flexible period in its schedule and how other schools can do the same. But for our first episode, we'll talk about why. Why did his school create a flex period, and what are some convincing reasons that other schools should do the same? But even before that, what is a flex period? How does he define it? Flex period, uh, the way we define it is um, the time built into every single day of the week, okay, no matter what day it is, where students have the ability to go wherever it's straight wind time. So there is this connection between a daily flex period and wind time. You may or may not have heard the term wind time in education. WIN is an acronym for what I need, or sometimes what I need now. Essentially, what I need time means that a student uses this time for whatever it is that they personally need when they need it. John puts the emphasis on the now part because it's important that students' needs are being met as soon as possible, not waiting for things to become even more challenging for them. This is what a flex period looks like at his school. But is it only for stepping in when students need intervention? You know, when we first started it, it was reactive to the point where it was pretty much direct support. But um, what's happened over the last couple of, especially this last year and a half, two years, um, is what I envisioned that two things, you know, students are completely owning their learning. What it also does is it enhances your actual instructional time. A flex period, when done well, gives students more choices to make with their learning and how they use their time. And then the other benefit is for educators. The time they spend teaching is enhanced. Why? So you realize that with this go-to on a daily basis that will always be there, the overall expectations in the classroom with regards to synthesis and evaluation have greatly increased. Synthesis and evaluation are part of Bloom's taxonomy. Bloom's taxonomy lays out a pyramid hierarchy of learning, beginning with knowledge at the base of the pyramid, onto comprehension, then application. At the top of the pyramid are synthesis and evaluation. If you want to learn more about Bloom's Taxonomy, we'll provide a link to a helpful video in this episode's description, which includes updates to some of this terminology. But back to synthesis and evaluation. When students reach these top of the pyramid skills, they are really expanding their learning. Evaluation means students will understand the worth of what they have learned and be able to make their own judgments about it. Synthesis, or creating, involves a student knowing what they are learning so well that they can apply it to and create new ideas. So with the addition of flex time, students in John's school have been able to move to these steps. Teachers are no longer teaching just to help students reach a basic level of comprehension. 
Their flex time means that if a student needs more assistance in understanding, they can do that. If they want to extend their learning, they can do that too. This raises the bar that teachers set for their students in the classroom. At John's school, this has really impacted how teachers are able to use instructional time because... They know they have this time on a daily basis that's, that's become more of a need than a want. Flex time isn't just a study hall or an add-on that serves no real purpose. Again, it can be used for extensions of class discussions and provide opportunities to make sure students really get it. Then there are more opportunities for a deeper level of learning in the classroom. But what about students? What does this time period look like for them? You know, where it started, students would go to get support, you know, more in a reactive manner, you know, sometimes proactive if they want to prepare for class. It's definitely become both now where students you'll find on this daily basis moving um, will absolutely go to get, you know, things that are going to happen, things they need to get rectified, you know, enrichment. But basically the flex period is built where the administration is very laissez-faire, we monitor it. We have some protocols in place um, for teachers to follow. So it runs smoothly, but it's a very intimate relationship between the teacher, the student, and the stakeholders uh, addressed to that student. This allows for that student ownership to take place. Students realize that they are in control of their learning. Flex time really helps them learn how to identify what their needs are and that they can take action to ensure those needs are met. There is some urgency to this as well not just in student needs, but when those needs are met. Whether it's academic or other forms of support for social-emotional needs, it ties back to that when or what I need now time. The, again, the general purpose in, in, in regard with regards to that when time is what I need now. And that second N is most important, meaning the now part. So we don't want any, ideally, we don't want anything to go unaddressed when the students leave the building on a daily basis. Sometimes that happens, given the nature of when flex is during the day. Imagine what this can do for students. How often do students' needs slip through the cracks because there just isn't enough time? When time, this flexible period of time built into the day, means that the majority of things are being addressed. Even if a flex period occurs at the beginning of the school day, if a student doesn't understand something they learn later in the day, they can just go to Flex the next day and get support. We'll talk more about the ideal time to schedule a Flex period in our next episode. But for now, why is Flex, or win time, so important? Really, in, in layman's terms, and it's very general, but I, I say it this way because Flex has so many things attached to it that I probably, if I made a list right now being one of the leaders in the building, I probably wouldn't address them all honestly, because it, it, it is the lifeblood of every teacher and student's building. That's a convincing testimonial about what flex time can do for a school. But let's get more into the specifics of why and what the benefits are. First, let's hear what John has to say about benefits for students. So academically, what it does is it allows them to directly identify what their needs are. So as an example, now the students have been trained and we say that we're trained because it's been a rhythm, you know, but literally during a class time, for instance, you know, if they understand and they recognize the fact that they're not understanding something that's currently happening, whatnot, they will take, they will immediately switch gears during class. And this is all level learners and start to make notes and whatnot for flex, knowing they can go back and get those addressed directly. If you can think back to a time when you were sitting in a classroom and didn't understand something the teacher was saying, what might have happened? 
You may have started tuning everything out, maybe feeling pretty hopeless when you got homework later that night or thought about an upcoming test. Maybe you didn't even know what you didn't know. The beauty of having this time period built in every day is that if a student doesn't understand what they're learning, it's not a hopeless case. Instead of giving up, some students actually begin taking notes about what they want to cover in flex so that they can understand. This helps them to target exactly what it is they don't understand because they've been trained by this process to do so. Um, or, con- or all instructors are cognizant of that as well, whereas a student in class might be preparing for their flex period later on because they don't understand what's happening. So the pace of the greater population is continued and the other students get support in there. It also does not allow students who are traditionally having a little difficulty with it to be magnified, so to speak, in front of the population because they know they can go back in a more intimate setting and get that support. So you have students that are much more willing who are, you know, might be a little more introverted in a sense, you know, to go back and and actually seek out that support because they know it's going to be just them and the teacher one-on-one. This is a benefit many schools have experienced when setting aside an entire period for intervention and enrichment. Students aren't embarrassed by being singled out in front of the class or pulled out of class for extra support. There is a designated time to get what they need, and every student is going somewhere during this time. There are, of course, some students who might not mind asking for help during a class period, but others might be afraid to, and in that case, their needs don't get addressed. A flex period takes the fear out of it, and likely leads to a better chance of a student really understanding something because they are in a small group or with a teacher one-on-one. But it's not all about academics. What are the social-emotional benefits for students? Also socially-emotionally, we have students who not just go to our counselors and everything for what they need. They go back to whatever stakeholder it might be. A lot of the teachers there, but through our MTSS process and PBIS, you know, every student in the building who is identified, which is probably a quarter of the population, has a go-to trusted adult, you'd say. And they go back to that adult, um, whatever they need. Our socially emotional multiple groups are run through counseling services during flex, which is much less interrupted class time. Just like the academic benefits where students aren't pulled out of class for academic support, Flex allows for less interruptions to class time when students need to see a counselor or talk with a trusted adult. Flex provides the opportunity for counselors to essentially have their own class time. Some educators may push back on the idea of Flex despite this lack of interruptions because it might mean taking a few minutes from instructional classes to have enough time to create this Flex period. Again, we'll talk more about all of those how-tos in the next episode, but why create a Flex period? Even if that is the case, are you really losing time? One thing that Flex really does is, even though it's a chunk of time pulled out of instruction during the day, what you get back through the lack of interruptions, the lack of students getting pulled, and the fact that you have this guaranteed priority time throughout the week has just magnified learners tremendously. So it's a time where on your worst day, and this is a student quote, even on their worst day, they remain in school because they know they have this period because they, they know they can get to what they need. The result of this, as John mentioned before, is that students take ownership of their learning. They can identify their needs and they learn how to make choices for where to go during flex based on their needs. The benefits of this are one of the driving forces that can help a school stick with flex when they're just starting out. On the student side of it, that's been the greatest piece for me because that's what I wanted to see the most. The empowerment, and you could say, you could say, you know, the self-advocacy, you know, students are advocating for themselves. They absolutely are because they move themselves and they get what they need, but they truly own their learning, which is such a cliche, but when you apply it to this, 
our students literally have a mandate of they know exactly what they need to do. You, you stop any student when they're moving during flex, they'll tell you exactly where they're going, what they need, what they're going to do when they're done on a daily basis. I mean, any of our 2000 kids, you can stop. You know, that's a tremendous point. So when that's seen, you can't argue with it. Each student has a purpose, and they also are able to use this time to build connections with their teachers and additional support that helps get them through tough times. Definitely, I, th I think the one thing that Flex has done is, again, one of the many things, not just one thing, is the relationship development and the longevity and of those relationships. We've seen students, as an example, who three years ago were up for pre-expulsion, Okay, so they weren't going to be in this building anymore. They were possibly going to go to a, a reassignment school or even be expelled. And, um, you know, as, as freshmen or sophomores and their senior year last year, they finished their fourth or fifth AP class. And the reason being is because of what Flex did for them, in a sense. Every single one of them said the same thing. There's no way it could have happened without this period. Because it's so much more than going back for academic supports. It's not. It's going back for whatever you need, you know. And that allows for a student to get through those tough periods when they know they have that time of the day. These relationships give students allies they can trust, people they know will be there to support them. And this has yielded results in student achievement as well. John's school uses an A through F grading scale and have overall seen grades improve. It's also had a big impact on students who are in a credit recovery program. Again, this flex period means that students who need to recover credits have an additional period during the day when they can do this. The result, as John will explain, is that students are able to progress much faster than a more traditional schedule would allow. It's not just the grades that have enhanced overall. Our disciplines have dropped. Our attendance has increased. The Ds and Fs have really dropped off the credit recovery now. Um, students who are currently in a credit recovery program also have that time during Flex to work on it. So they're addressing the present level progress, but of course, because of the software we have as far as being able to use their phones or computers, if they're not pulled, they can knock out their credit recovery during the Flex time as well. So you might be scheduled for an entire semester in a credit recovery lab. They're getting it done in a couple of weeks because they have it on a daily basis during Flex as well. Imagine how that feels as a student. Being in a semester-long credit recovery program means that for half the year, you're in this mindset of trying to catch up. When something lasts that long, it's hard to maintain hope that things will improve. Of course, sometimes longer periods of time might be necessary, but for students to be able to progress through a credit recovery program in just a couple weeks, no doubt increases their hopefulness and motivation. Whether a student is in credit recovery or simply working on areas they might have a hard time with, they are able to reach their targets faster. This creates a school environment where students aren't just getting extra help, they're reaching out for more, which creates a good problem for any school leader to have. It just, it continuously provides more and more freedom to students as well. And um, the problem I have now is, like I said, which is great, it's a problem I definitely want to have, is I have more students doing well, wanting more, and I got to provide it. So that's the other, that's the, the struggle we're getting into right now. Um, it's kind of funny because I was getting stink eyes from my principal and administrative team over the summer because we have so many students who aren't in these former sections we used to have for the credit recovery everybody was talking about. And now, okay, great. We need more electives and we don't have the humans to do it. So, you know, we have to change. It, it just, it gives you an idea of what it does to a building. So this improvement in student achievement and well-being affects the whole building. 
The benefits of a flex period are aimed at students primarily, but it affects teachers as well and how they feel about what they're able to do in the classroom. Teacher-wise, they have a greater impact and they feel it and it's very empowering to the educator. They know they're reaching students, whereas you have a class in front of you, they have no questions and whatnot, you might be good for the day, you still have that question of doubt in mind. Whereas you know with flex being built into it, when those learners come back, all the questions were solidified throughout the day. So that's been one tremendously empowering portion for our teachers. They know they're reaching students. Having teachers feeling this and students taking ownership of their learning, getting what they need, and even going beyond their needs changes the whole school environment. John explains what this looks like at his school, and you can almost envision being there and hearing the hum of activity. Instructionally, again, I just had this conversation yesterday. You see teachers you know, and you compare their lessons and just the overall environment and the, the atmosphere of the room and the campus to a couple of years ago to now. And it is just more, everything is expected more. Students demand more of their teacher, teachers demanding more of their students. And that's across the board. They're just, you know, everything is getting better and better and better. It's more magnified. So the flex rooms have become you know, organized chaos in a sense. You know, but you'll walk by a room and you'll have four or five different things happen. You know, maybe 40 kids in a room. You have labs going on, students supporting one another. Again, it's just, you see students now completely almost taking on the role of teachers with one another as well. So why create a flex period? Well, think about some of the things that John has been so excited to share. Students are able to get what they need, both academically and emotionally. If a student needs extra support, they don't need to be taken out of class. And if they are in a more long-term program, like credit recovery, they can make progress faster. There is less stigma attached to needing extra support. Relationships between students and teachers improve. It gives students a reason to come to school every day. It impacts the entire school culture, and as John has just been expressing, gets students excited about what they are learning. They're not just sitting in a class and taking in information. They are creating, finding ideas they want to pursue, and pursuing them. In the next episode, we'll talk again with John about how to create a flex period and some tips he has for getting through the implementation process and best practices so that flex can be done well. But for now, here's an example of how flex has opened up more opportunities for students and gotten them excited about learning. But there's always new things. Always do things. I hear from kids at lunch every day and always what we're doing, where are you going. Even when I stop them during flex, whatever you what's up today, they tell me some things. Like, really? I think they're joking and they're not. They want to build this today because we thought about this today. I was like, oh great. And that's another excitement. I mean, think about it. You got a 15-year-old, okay, or a 16-year-old who's barely keeping it together on, you know, just off track for graduation, but is scurrying through the hallway, you know, like he was, you know, getting chased by someone just to get back to because they're doing something exciting during flex today. I mean you can't ask for anything else. That's it for this week's episode of Reimagining Time. This podcast is brought to you by Enriching Students, a tool that helps teachers give students what they really need, time. Our intro track, Rough Cut, is by the artist Tripwire, and we want to say thank you to all of the educators who shared their ideas and stories with us. 
Look for new episodes every two weeks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and more. Thank you for listening.